the Lindell Report. We're at CPAC. Mike has just spoken to uh, a big crowd. Now he's doing pictures. This is normally the Lindell Report, but we are live at CPAC in Orlando. Mike just spoke, and now he's in line meeting, greeting. So let's let's meet some of the folks. Where are you from, and why did you come to CPAC? Well, I talked to you the other day. Did wait when? Brian Gilles. Oh, Brian! Hey, I interviewed you on TV. Your wife got you involved, and your family got you involved, right? And you were the nurse. Yeah, and, and you, yes, and you're running for Congress. Yes, and you're up in what state were you in? I was working on the Georgia election in Texas. Georgia election, all right. Yes. What are the odds I just run into you right now, all right? Wow. At CPAC. Now, you had to, you quit your job, right? Because the, we have to fight for truth. You're the one running for Congress. All right, I got to get the story straight. It's hard because there's a lot of stories going around. And where are you running for Congress? What district in Georgia? North Carolina, District 4. But Wait a minute, but you were talking about Georgia, but you're in North Carolina. Georgia. I was the expert on the Georgia. That's right. Now the story's coming back. You guys do realize I interview a lot of people, right? I interview a ton. Georgia. You know who this is right here, right? This is, this is, this is Brian Gills, the guy who was the expert witness for Georgia. Yes. She's got, here, come over on this side. I want you to ask, she's a canvasser. I, you guys, this is what canvassing is. Go ahead. All right, so canvassing is where you do what? What does canvassing mean? I um, actually was a Trump victory uh, door knocker. So I knocked on every single door in Bucks County, Montgomery County, Lehigh County. In what state is that? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. About 18,000 doors. You knocked on 18,000 doors? Yes. How long did that take? Uh, it, it was over a year. But yeah. Okay. So what you? With your kids were with you. What was the goal? What was the objective? For those who don't know, I know the I answer. Converted. But I converted uh, Democrats. I also uh, informed people about what's going on in Philadelphia, which is right outside of our major district, letting them know that um, what's happening in Philadelphia is going to come to you. Uh, they were tearing at that point. People needed bread, so they sold TVs. Um, told out of sub models. Restaurants were being burned down, and and. I was just, people were just fleeing the Democratic Party and coming. I registered 300 Republicans. And that's what that you, but, but that's not why you were canvassing, though. No, but we were canvassing because we were trying to get support for Trump, see what the issues, that you get questions, and they'll ask you, you know, is it the social issue, uh, socialism your issue? Is it the economy? Is it, uh, at that point it was Philadelphia was one of the questions. There's a bunch of questions you get. And um, we would ask the people these questions, and um, I would knock some of these doors, and it was the fifth person that owned the house, and they didn't even know the people that were on these lists. I okay, so now we're, get, now we're getting to the point. So canvassing was to see if the people who voted, who are at that house, is having voted, if they're really there. How they're going to vote. Okay, and how they're going to And so you, you have someone that says, okay, we had seven people vote from this house, but there's only two of you that live here. We got a problem. Yes. Well, and I was trying to be modern with, you know, people having different last names, but you'd have the original owner still showing up on the poll rolls. And so in your canvassing... They should, they should have removed those after two elections of not voting. Okay, so in your canvassing of 18,000 homes, what did you find as far as people voting that should? How many that should have been voting? I, I'd say probably 20, 25 percent. 20, 25 percent were bad votes at a... Wow. Or houses that were completely gone. There was no house there. It was just an empty lot. Empty lots. But people are voting from them. People are voting from lots. And I went and had somebody else, like, counter-check some of the houses just to make sure I didn't, like, miss it or, you know, because you have a map and it tells you you're there. It, like, they track where you are. And where in Pennsylvania again is this? Uh, that was Bucks County, uh, Montgomery County, and Lehigh County. And what would that be near that we would all know? Outside Philadelphia. Right outside Philadelphia. Okay, did you work with Dr. Doug Frank on this? I've talked to him, uh, and uh, there's some women in Pennsylvania, uh, Tony Shoup. Uh, I've interviewed Tony several times. I know them well. Yeah, I've interviewed Tony many times. Yeah, I know her well. So you did this, and now did you turn it over to the GOP or to your attorney general? Uh, when it happens. You did turn it over to the GOP, yes, and they did I nothing. Texted. I texted them when it happens. I texted them when my poll machines turned off uh, in the middle of elections. I texted them when I had to cut ballots because ballots weren't the right size. Are you saying that the GOP is not taking voter theft seriously? Uh, in in the county that I, I was a committee woman, a precinct woman in, yes, they didn't. They did not take it seriously? Uh, there is a court case in Delaware County that my friend Leah is handling. 
and they have video of, of people throwing away ballots, etc., at the actual precincts. What about ballots that were mailed and they're being run through the machines, but there's no creases in the machines? Did you see any of that? I did not, uh, but we had Judge Baldy in Bucks County, uh, and he had approved Democratic mail-in ballots that didn't have signatures, didn't have dates, didn't have the proper envelopes, didn't have anything, and he voted that that was okay. He's a Republican he voted. Judge. He's a Republican judge, and he voted that, that he ruled that that was okay. Correct. So all these things about the ballot that were not right, that by law should cause that ballot to be thrown out, or does it go to adjudication or anything? It should have been thrown out. Been thrown out. And he, as a Republican judge, says, no, we're going to allow it. He let them go through. Okay, so the audience is now wanting to know, you're live on Lindell TV, the audience is wanting to know, and your name is Jennifer Hannigan, Jennifer Hannigan, the audience is wanting to know, why would Republicans just sit by and agree to this or even approve it. Why? I, I don't know. I, I don't understand. Um, I, I don't know if they just didn't want Trump uh, or if they had some agreement of some nature, uh, whether it's Swamp Rhino. I, I, I left the party. <laughs> what do you mean when you, what do you, mean you left the party? With, with the party. So you don't work with the GOP? No. What do you do now? Do you work with... Uh, campaign manager. Yes. Uh, Brad Lanning, he's running against Brian Fitzpatrick in Bucks County. And is he running as a Republican? Yes, he is. Okay, so what you've done is you've just abandoned the establishment and you're working with the America First crowd. He is. He is very... Do I have that right? Yes, you do. So there seems to be the common theme, which is there's the Republican establishment, the GOP, and then there's the America First crowd. You know, um, that seems to be the distinction now, correct? Yes, yes that's his platform. That is his platform. Brian Fitzpatrick voted for the Equality Act. He doesn't... See That's very, very dangerous. That could force all kinds of LGBTQ yeah. stuff onto churches and Christian schools. Um, there is bathrooms in our schools in Pennsylvania uh, that allow, if a boy or a girl feels of the opposite sex, to use that other bathroom. And to me, that's a slippery slope. Oh, yeah. So what you're saying is if a high school boy says he's a girl, he could go to the high school girl. So if I have a daughter that's in high school, now I've got a boy who's dressed like a girl in the bathroom with her. Correct. Yeah, and that's that's that that didn't turn out so well in Loudoun County for one no. student who was assaulted, right? There was there was a person in uh, Loudoun County that was assaulted, and the dad went to the school board meeting in that in that issue. And that's the one we see being arrested and dragged off because they apparently wanted to shut him up, right? Correct. Correct. All right. So um, Mike obviously knew you when you walked up, right? Is that I, why? I have um, spoken to a lot of people. I worked on the Trump campaign for two years. Well, Mike must have known who you were right away because he brought you right over to me. I had told him how many doors I'd walked and what I saw, and that I reported it even to uh, Corman, who was the senator. And he did absolutely nothing because I gave him a whole statement about electric being turned off, uh, machines, the ballots, you had to cut them, um, write-in ballots, you know, in case somebody wrote something in. You, what we want is legitimate elections. I don't care what party you is. That should be a priority. And that, is, it, that, in its essence, is um, voter integrity. So um, what do you think is going to happen in 2022? As I'm interviewing people here at CPAC in Orlando, and we're live on the Lindell Report. And for those just joining us, we are live on the Lindell Report. We are um, at CPAC in Orlando. We are in the exhibit hall. Our booth, where we've been broadcasting our media booth, is right outside the doors. Uh, but Mike was up here speaking today, welcoming everybody to the opening of the exhibit hall. There's a, kind of a, a festive atmosphere. It seems like they have free food. I, I'm, I, I haven't seen anyone paying for it, so I think they've offered up a big buffet for people. It looks like it's free, so people came in. So it's kind of a celebration. And they asked Mike, yeah, lots of vendors, and, and they kind of opened the exhibit hall with this official opening. Then they asked Mike to be the keynote speaker for opening this this evening. But that's where we're at if you're joining us now on Lindell TV, what we're doing here. Um, but speakers have been here all uh, yesterday and today. Excellent. So let me ask you about why you think this is going to do to the turnout. If people, if people don't trust the election, are they going to turn out? I, I, that is what I'm hearing. Our older population doesn't seem to want to vote. They're like, why vote? What, 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 what population? When I talk, when I talk to some of my older friends, my, uh, you know, in neighborhoods that are older and, and that they're home and I'm knocking the doors or, or doing anything of that nature, as I'm talking to them, they're saying, I don't want to vote. My vote didn't count. Um, so they're not going to mess with voting anymore? They don't want to. You try to convince them otherwise, I hope. That is my job. <laughs> that is my goal. 
Very, very sad. All right, do you have a website or anything? I do not, no. All right, well, thank you. Jennifer Hannigan, thank you, thank you so much for what you're doing. 18,000 doors. Yes. Wow. I, I made a promise to my stepfather. My stepfather was from Estonia in communism, and he came to the United States. He lived in poverty, be joined the military to get back to the country because his mom worked and got out of you know, welfare, um, but that's where he came into. Um, and he worked, went to the military, came out of the military, went and got back to school, went to real estate, was a real big real estate broker. He could sell houses, igloos to uh, Eskimos, I used to say. What did you promise him? I promised him I'd raise my children Republican, I'd always take care of my mother, and that I'd get Donald Trump reelected, and he passed away June 2020. So he, he have COVID. I made sure his death certificate didn't say that. But he did see Donald Trump elected then. Uh, he saw him elected to the prior. Yeah. 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 Well. I loved him. He said he's the only man that could fix this country. He's the only man that could fix. The he's the only man that could fix this country. And if he didn't get reelected, we're gonna have communism. And I, I guess he knew what he was talking about, didn't he? He knew. He was a smart man. Very smart man. Very missed. Well, thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. Great honor to interview you. Thank you. Eighteen thousand doors, folks. Can you imagine? Wow. All right, come over here. Did Mike Wigdell want me to interview you? Yeah, because I'm a precinct committee woman in St. Augustine, Florida, and he wanted me to just share with you. Tell me your name. My name is Jerry Buchanan, and I live in St. Augustine, Florida, and I'm in precinct 201. Yeah, she's, she's when we talk about precinctstrategy.com, she just told me I inspired her. You, was he on the show when you got inspired? I, I don't remember. All I know okay. is... You don't remember me? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't what? Remember. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did she remember me? You, you know that song? Did you know that song about living in your shadow? Yeah, yeah that's that's me. That's me with Mike Lindell. Yeah, or or uh, did it, you ever know that I'm that uh, you're my hero and I live in your shadow? That's that's so 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 when Mike's on, nobody notices me. I'm very used to it. Not a problem. Not a problem. It is called Lindell TV after all. All right. So we do know. We all understand our place. So anyway, so you're saying you 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 heard us talking or hear, heard him talking? Apparently, you don't remember me, but you heard him talking about campaign strategy. Yes. Uh, precinct strategy. Yes. And so did you, are you telling me from that you went and joined? Well, um, I've talked to some other people who were also very involved right. in addition, and I said, you know what, we can't sit back anymore. We need to get involved locally, and there's only one way to do it is get involved in your precinct, become a precinct committee man or woman, and start to make change at the local level. And you did all this since you heard us talk about this? Uh, basically, yes. So, so how, was it hard to go get registered and, and be, get appointed? How did that work? Tell us. How that works is the Republican Executive Committee requires three visits. You join their executive committee, and I became a precinct committee woman because there's so many. So are you saying there's a bunch of empty seats? There's some many empty seats. So it wasn't hard to join? No, it was not. And I just would say to people, if you want to make a change, get out to your local area, see how you can become a precinct committee man or woman, and start making the changes. And the changes start from your local county commissioners, and it goes up from there. So so uh, what kind of things are you doing now? What, what is, to those who don't know, they're like, well, wait a minute, I'm going to have to give you 20 hours a week. What are you going to have to do? No, it's like you go to a meeting once a month for the REC meeting, Republican Executive Committee. I've also decided to do volunteer work as a committee woman by getting in touch with people in my precinct, doing phone work um, on my leisure time, uh, knocking on doors, trying to do some voter integrity things, trying to register people to vote. So, and you can do it on a volunteer basis. So whatever time you might have to, uh, to volunteer, go, go at it. Because so it's pretty much whatever you want to do. Correct. It is whatever you want to do. So how many seats were open in your area? Do you know? I don't know. They did not share. But that. they were open. But they were open. And they're still... We heard 200,000 seats out of 400,000, 200,000 are unfilled. That's amazing to me. Did, did you get any pushback? In other words, were they, were they like, oh, we don't want a bunch of first America first people. We don't want a bunch of people supporting Trump and Lindell. Was it more GOP establishment or, or not? 
Um, I didn't get any pushback. Um, that may happen down the road, but um, I haven't experienced that. Good, good. That's that's good to hear. So you're encouraging people to now take what we've explained and what you've now done, and you've and basically it's to say it wasn't hard. No, it is not a difficult thing to do. It does not require a lot of time. But if you're an America First person and you want to do something, because we have for years just been talking, now we need to act. And this is one way for us to act on a local level. Excellent. Well, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you coming up here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Another great person attending CPAC. They want to get involved. They want to make a difference. They don't want to sit around and just talk. They don't want to just write a check to someone. They actually want to get involved themselves. So Mike is continuing to work the crowd here as we are in the Lindell TV time slot. Um, I was looking for the uh, gal that's running for Congress whose husband helped on the Georgia thing, but I don't see... Hey, hey, hey! Gail! Gills! Here they are. All right, so I'm going to grab them real quick because I think she's running for Congress. I think she, good. I think she's running for Congress. He's the one that was the expert witness. Although they live in North Carolina, he was brought in to be the expert witness in Georgia. Remember all that? So that took me a while to remember all that. We only interview a gazillion people, right? Come on up here, guys, real quick. We'll finish our talking to you. I, I remember now, explain to the audience and reset. Here you go, give me your hand. I reset to the audience who you guys are. You're the expert on, on uh, voter fraud and different things. And so they brought you from North Carolina to Georgia. Part of the affidavit and everything was presented on behalf of the Trump campaign, correct? That's correct, yep. Okay, it's all coming back to me now. And you're the one who's a nurse. You're running for Congress. But you resigned your position because you didn't want to be forced the vaccine onto you, correct? That's right. Both my parents are restrained therapists, and they were forced to take the vaccine or be fired. And they're close to retirement. And I said, no more of this. It's touching my family, and we have to fight for our freedom. So, no, I haven't been working since this past summer. And you're, you're a registered nurse? I am a registered nurse, mostly ER. I was going to ask, where are you working? Mostly ER. Okay, so you've never run for anything, right? No, sir. So now you're running for U.S. Congress, and where, where in North Carolina? I'm running in District 4. The maps just came out. They've been redistricting all over the place in North Carolina. So it's going to be... Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I would say it's bad for America. Like, Americans should be really upset right now. But About the redistricting? Absolutely. The North Carolina Assembly, which is the North Carolina legislature, is who draws the maps in North Carolina. And they're run by Republicans. So they've had a map out since November. And it just got overturned by our Democrat Supreme Court in North Carolina. And they had to redraw the maps. And then not only did they have to redraw the maps... The judges allowed a three-panel masters that redrew the map, so they didn't even pick a North Carolina legislature map, and that's what's out right now as of yesterday. Okay, and so what do the district look like, and what is their, what do you think their goal or objective is in redoing that like that? Their objective is to give the Democrats a lot more power. Are they drawing funny uh, districts that are long and skinny and funny to get into certain groups? They're not as bad as, like, Illinois, New York, but, yeah, they're definitely manipulating it to where they get more seats. So it's more election engineering. Yes, and I think that we're just going to have to flip all the seats. They're just diluting their votes. So your district, what does it look like? Do you know what, it, what, what it's like? What are your odds? What are your chances? Well, it is a blue district, but what I like to tell people about my district is there's a lot of cultural Democrats that are registered Democrat, but they don't vote Democrat. So a lot of times when you look at the registration statistics, people get really discouraged. But if you look at the trend, we're definitely moving red, and they've given us a lot more red districts. The incumbent is David Price, and he is retiring. So statistically, you can flip a seat better when the, when the incumbent is not running. And how many are you running against for this in the Republican Party in the primary? There's none so far. You're it? Maybe. We don't know. The filing started today. It just happened. Okay. All right. Do you have a website yet? I do. CourtneyGillsForCongress.com. Courtney Gills. And Gills is G-E-E-L-S. So CourtneyGillsForCongress.com? Yes, sir. Thank you so much. No, he was telling us about you, and so we, you know, wow, the odds that we'd run into you, right? We've been out in the media booth all day. We come in here, we run into a guy we interviewed his wife who we already know about. It's excellent. Anything else you want to say? Any updates or anything related to the election fraud and all that that's going on that you should tell us about? Yeah, well, I just really appreciate what Mike Lindell is doing, uh, giving us a voice. You know, as a lead expert on the case, I know what's going on in the data, and we're not hearing it as an American people, and that's really frustrating. So I, I just really appreciate what Mike's doing to get the word out, and let's keep telling the story. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Courtney. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be following your race, all right? Thank you. We'll follow your race. Great. Hi, you guys got kids in the whole nine yards, right? No kids? Okay. 
married a year and a half ago. Okay, well, good. My wife and I waited five years to have kids, so enjoy it. Oh, you got plenty of time. There are two of them there. I've got a 25-year-old. I got a 22-year-old. And a Logan is what? 12? Is Logan 12? No, Logan's 18. He'll be 19 in April. We, he and I both share an April birthday. Awesome. Yeah. You want to know how old I'll be in April? What do you think? How do you think I'll be in April? No, no, no. No, you're fine, Courtney. No, 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 no. I, you won't hurt my feelings. How old do you think I'll be, Courtney? 42. Wow. Courtney for U.S. Congress, no doubt about it. 53, Courtney. Although, 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 well, I look really good for, for 53. All right. Well, uh, Lindell's assistant did say the other night that I, she, she was shocked I was 53. She said, you're saying as my dad. She was shocked by that. And I was, I was actually complimented that she was shocked because she's like, wait a minute, you're old enough to be my dad. I said, you didn't know that? I mean, I've been working with her for over a year now. She's like, no, I didn't know you're old enough to be my dad. You look, you look pretty good. So I asked lots and lots of surgery. Can't you tell? All right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No surgery. I'm just kidding. I would never do that. All right. So thank you. Yes. Enjoy being married. The kids can wait. We waited five years. Now we have them. They're great. But enjoy the first four, three or four years, whatever. Run for Congress and let us know what goes on. Keep us posted, will you? Particularly you're in the primary and after that. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Mike Lindell is still meeting and greeting. Just one second. I go over here. So, so here we are. I'll give it to you to hold. If you no, want. you just hang on to it. <laughs> um, God gives me this down there. This is election fraud, South Korea 2020. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm looking through here. What do you think that South Korea election fraud has in, com in combination or in... Uh, Similar to the United States, identical. What do you think it is? Dominion? Dominion and machines and Smartmatic and it rhymes with ESNS, hard, Diabolt. Really the same machines? Well, they're all the same throughout the whole world. Just change. Only the names, it's all the usual suspects. Only the names have changed? Only the names have changed. You know, I can't, I can't read them with the, uh, but all he said was, I said to him, he goes, you are our only hope in this, you know, being the United States is the only hope they have now because they took South Korea. They took it in the 2020 election. This is what's happening all over the world, everybody. Over here, there was two gals that just left. They were from Venezuela. They came up, they were almost in tears, and they go, you give us hope. Hope. Everybody look for hope. So I'm telling you, everyone, that we have to have courage. I'm going to put another thing out there. If you're a legislature in any of the states, you need to stand up with courage now. In Arizona, all you senators and representatives, including Karen Fan, the president, you guys need to decertify Arizona. Let's get this done. Go over to Wisconsin. Let's decertify Wisconsin. Decertify Pennsylvania. Decertify New Hampshire. Decertify Minnesota. What? Minnesota? Yes. Donald Trump won Minnesota. Decertify Georgia. You know, decertify Nevada. These things, you guys, we have to get rid of the machines. We're going to lose our world, lose our country, lose everything. And we were hearing from a gentleman that lived for six years in Brazil uh, that the, what they did in 2020 here, they're trying to do on the president of Brazil now in Brazil. Oh, 100%. Eduardo, who was at the cyber support, and that's the president of Brazil's son, he, uh, they've reached out to me many times and said, you know, the same thing's going to happen in Brazil. They have the horrible media, the blocks and everything, the media, the journalists, it's all in on it. They have the machines, you know, so they're going to get taken. And it doesn't matter. The people, people could want, it's what I'm trying to say. Everyone, look at, back in, they took Venezuela in two years, back in the early 2000s. The whole country, they didn't want tyranny. They didn't want, you think Canada wanted Trudeau? He, they did not. They took Canada. Dominion is based in Toronto. And they're based in Colorado in the United States. ESNS is based in Nebraska. You know, they're all together in this, you guys. It's a cyber attack from where? It rhymes with China. <laughs> Give me a break. China. They attacked us. They attacked not the people of China, not the people of the C CCP. Call it whatever you want. You know? The, they attacked us. 
You know, let's get this clear so the media doesn't go, oh, Mike's uh, picking on China people. No, Asian people work for me. I have many in my company. I have every every walk of life, Asian, Hispanics, blacks, whites, conservative liberals. We're like one big family. You know, this is disgusting that one country thinks they can come and take over our country and the world, quite frankly. You talk about, they asked me about Ukraine and stuff. You're worried about a border over there. We're not worried about our own border. I don't know what's all going on. They haven't seen the news, but all I know is the media keeps asking me about that. I go, I haven't seen it. I'm focused on saving our country. All that stuff, a lot of this stuff, I believe, is election deflection. You know what I mean? Absolutely, no. By the way, I think I think Brian here and his wife, Courtney, are waiting on you. So Wait, I'm just going to finish the pictures. They're going to be all weekend. we got some great things going on. Well, I did. I just no. I don't. I just interviewed her. She seems like a pretty sharp gal. Do I have your? Do you, does she have your endorsement? Well, I mean, we have a few more questions for her, but but she's we're we're very close. We're close. Before the weekend's out, Courtney could be getting a couple of endorsements, huh? Good, good, good. Yeah, I think she's very close. We know her. We know her husband sure knows the game of what's going on, don't you? Yeah, we did. We sure did. Send me anybody else you want, Mike. How are you guys doing? Where are you from? I'm from Lee's Peak, from North Carolina. You're from North Carolina? Yes, and this is Justice. She's from North Carolina. And you're from North Carolina? Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to try to kneel down Now, here. we love CPAC, but we're strong Republican women like the noun, not adjective, like GOP. <laughs> we're not that, but we are strong Republican women, the noun. We live it, we love it, and we are raising, I'm raising a strong little boy named Reagan. Reagan? Reagan. Now, who did you name him after? Ronald Reagan. My dog is named Ronald. Your dog is named Ronald. My little boy is named Reagan. It is fabulous. That is hilarious. Now, I'll tell you a little story. I have labs. Okay, I've got one lab now, but I've had several. So the current, I don't know if it was the current one I've got or the one before this. I got my start in talk radio through Michael Reagan, Ronald Reagan's son. And he and I are still very, very close. I've, I want to see it. My little boy met Michael Reagan. He did? Where? Yes. I had a fundraiser for Republican women because we rock. And did, we did Michael show up for that? Was he one of the speakers? He was one of my speakers because I named my son Reagan. And I told him the whole story of how we loved Ronald Reagan because I remember as a little girl it being so contentious. But then when I learned all of the policy things and how lowering taxes really unleashed economic freedom for black families. Right. You know, I just was like, I just wanted to learn more and started to learn more about Ronald Reagan and then got to know Michael Reagan. So well, he I want to see the picture of you. Uh, you have it? You have it? Uh, uh, I want to see that real quick. And, and uh, how long ago was that? This was mm, seven years ago. Seven, oh, seven years ago. So how old, is your, how old is your son now? He's 10 now, and he knows all about Reagan. And I was the president of Wake County Republican Women when I was pregnant with him, had him, and all the ladies passed around. So he used to love going to Republican Women functions. Doesn't so much because he's 10. He tells me he's double digits now. He doesn't have to go. But he will always love Republican Women. Good, good, good. good. Great story. I want to see your picture. And, and come on over here. My microphone won't go any further. Come on. Tell me your story. I don't really have a story. Oh, everybody has a story. Nope, no big story. I was born and raised in North Carolina, and I have two parents that never told me if they were Democrat or Republicans. And then when I turned 18 and I went to go register to vote, I essentially realized that my values aligned with the Republican Party. So I've been a pretty big advocate for Republican values, specifically Christian values, ever since. Well, that is so blows up the narrative of the left, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, actually. A majority of African Americans tend to actually be more right-leaning. They may not, you know, say it out loud, but they are right-leaning. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think many black Americans poll more conservative on the issue of uh, LGBTQ. I mean, they, have, they tend to have a little bit stronger family values sometimes than some of the white Americans. Is that right? I would say absolutely correct. Absolutely. Okay, why, why, do we, why do we have to wrap it up? Oh, they got to use the space for something else. All right. Well, CPAC is. Oh, look at. It. I got to put my glasses on to see this. Michael Reagan with what Reagan? 
Yeah, yeah, we'll go out there. We'll go out there. They just want us to add this area. That is adorable. Hey, do you mind if I take a picture of that with my my phone and send it to my friend Michael? I'll send it to Michael Reagan. Hang on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, oh, my word. I'll send this to Michael Reagan here. Let me open my phone up. All right, here we go. Get my camera. All right, I'll take a picture of that. He's 10 now. All right. I'll take a picture of that right now. And I'm going to text that right now to Michael Reagan and say, look at you with... Reagan Douglas Let's see. Let me just do Reagan. It'll pop up faster. I got. I have a ton of Michaels in there. Michael Reagan. There it is. All right. So there we go. All right. Now I'm going to follow up with him after it sends and tell him who that is. He'll get a. He'll get a kick out of that. Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina. And that was about seven years ago. No, thank you. Thank you. Now, are you friends with with uh, Courtney and Brian? Yes. You're all together. North Carolina, baby. So is she going to be? Are she? You're the campaign manager. Yes. Oh wow! Well, I think Mike Lindell is pretty close to maybe giving an endorsement. At his best, this is fired up women, right? Yes. Republican, the noun, not the adjective, the noun. We live this, and we're going to save all the white men. It's going to be great. <laughs> Y'all coming back? Y'all are coming back? Yeah, because because we are kind of like uh, we've been. Yep. I get it. You're right above me. Conservative black woman, then it's like yeah. white men. Yeah, we've been pushed down. We've been pushed down. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. We are. I love you guys. When are you running for office? i got to raise my baby. And I'm not married to a husband. who He wants his meals at six. Your husband and I get along, your husband and I get along really well. I have to do. I understand what I have to do. You ought to watch my cooking show that my wife has. She's very much like that as well. She's a great cook. Yeah. Aren't you something? Yeah. You guys are fun. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so I'm getting kicked out of this area. I'm getting kicked out of the area. They got to use this area. So we're going to go to a quick break and move out of this area. We just got to move out of this area. Oh, you want to stay on and walk out of here? Is, okay, you guys are t able to do that? Okay. Just out of this area. No, no, they want to use it for something else. So uh, can you grab my laptop, babe? Babe is my wife, by the way, for the audience. It's not a Me Too moment. All right. Here we go, guys. We're coming through. Can you grab that bottle of water, too, love, while you're at it, please? How you doing? Where are you from? I'm from right here in Florida, Osceola County. Well, thanks for coming so far. I appreciate it. <laughs> Hope you didn't spend too much on gasoline to get here. I didn't even drive myself. You didn't even drive yourself. Okay. Well, hey, I came from Memphis, and I didn't drive myself either. Oh, great. That's a beautiful town. I, w I went to bed in Memphis, and I woke up in Orlando, well, two hours from Orlando. Oh, I went to bed last night in Kissimmee, and now I'm ended up here in the greatest convention on earth. It is fun. It is yeah. fun. Nice to meet you. Likewise. All right, let's go over here, guys. They just kicked us out of that little area because they want to use it for something else. I guess we out wore out our welcome. But to be fair, it is a nice area, and I'm sure they have other events to do. So, we're going to head this direction. These guys, you guys are doing a great job. Logan, Easton, doing a great job. We're going to set up over here. Why don't we just set up right here, guys? How about right here? Then we'll be, oh, here comes, oh, where are you from? You want to be on TV? Why not? Don't I look nice? I do look nice, don't I? Where are you from? Maryland. See, I just asked if you want to be on TV. She said no, and I didn't give her any option. You're from Maryland. Maryland. Wasn't there talk about holding this conference in Maryland at one point? To hold, they've held it many years in Maryland. Did you go to it when it was in Maryland? I did. Are you, are you disappointed it's in Florida now? No. I, I came down here last year, too. Give you a good excuse to get out of Maryland in February. This is true. Very true. Have you met Mike Lindell? Yes, I have. Since you've been here today? No, I actually met him uh, through two, three years ago when we were at the Gaylord. I have Oh, the one in in Maryland. Yeah, it's been at the Gaylord for about eight years, maybe, and then last year they couldn't have it in Maryland because of the mandate. And um, so they came to Florida, and then they came back to Florida. Yeah, I think the crowd's bigger here, isn't it? Um, I don't know. It seems like a lot of it's always a lot. Of I'm hearing it's ten thousand people here more. That's that's been. I've heard it's been that many. Wow. Excellent. Well, you did great on TV. Great job. <laughs> 
All right, let's see. Who are you? Leo Zaki, what you up to, Leo? I'm running for governor in California. You're running for governor in California? How about that? As a conservative? Of course it's a conservative. That's tough, isn't it? Well, yeah, but it's the fight we have to fight. We can't just give up California. No, I agree, but wow, God bless you. Well, thank you. I mean, I've got a lot of reasons. California's in a bad place. My family had the largest poultry company on the West Coast. Wait a minute, your family had what? The largest poultry company. Poultry company. Yeah, I know what poultry is. It wasn't that I didn't know what poultry was. I just was like, that's a big deal. You had the largest poultry company on the West Coast. Yeah, arguably at one point, and we were the largest privately owned employer in the state of California, but we got ran out of business due to poor uh, just legislature in California. They priced us out of competition. Our fixed costs were so high due to our uh, high cost of labor, taxes, environmental restrictions and regulations. It just priced us out of competition, so we had to close down after 90 years. After 90 years. Wow. So, um, what did you learn from the race, the, the, the recall race with Larry Elder? What did you learn from that? Um, that there's a lot of grifters. Explain that. I, I thought words a word, that's a word that's getting more and more usage. I've heard that more, that word this, more this week than I have my entire life, I think. What does that mean? Well, it's essentially a con artist. Uh, there were, there's been quite a few people that run in the race. They either do it for their own, uh, publicity, trying to sell things, or they're doing it to line their own pockets. A lot of these people have their own media companies, so what they'll do is they'll raise a bunch of money, and then they'll go and pay themselves out through the media company, you know, producing videos and stuff for themselves, and we've seen that happen. Uh, a lot of opportunities taking advantage of it, and making it even more difficult for good conservatives to get into office. So, well, we know that some of the candidates out there said that voter fraud was not an issue, they weren't worried about it, and then those candidates lost. Well, no, voter fraud is absolutely an issue. Uh, in fact, we have 148% registered voters in Los Angeles County alone. Wait a minute, you have what? 148% registered voters in Los Angeles County and 133% registered voters in San Francisco. You want to talk about voter fraud? Yes. Well, there you go. That's just a small example. I mean, we haven't had our voter rolls purged in over 10 years because Schwarzenegger changed uh, the wording uh, when it comes to purging the voter rolls every 10 years. It went from sh uh, must purge the voter rolls to should. So should is a suggestion, whereas must is a definitive. Right. Right. Wow. So uh, have you announced your race? Oh, yeah. I'm running. Yeah. And how is the media treating you so far? <laughs> they don't like conservatives. In California? Believe it, right? Yeah, it's it's very hard. Uh, there's a lot of um, shadow banning with social media. Um, I'm having a hard time growing that right now, but it's just that's why I come to these events to be with like-minded people who are willing to put uh, good conservatives out in front of folks. Well, we just did it. Thank you. Glad you've been here. I appreciate. Thank that. you. Thank you. Thank you. This will be at Frank Speech to FrankSpeech.com tomorrow if you want to grab it. It'll be up there tomorrow. Annie, Annie will make sure it gets on Frank Speech. Annie's our associate producer who grabs all these things and puts them all up online for us every day. So if you go to frankspeech.com, if you've enjoyed any of these interviews, Annie will be cutting them up. When I say cutting them up, she doesn't cut them up and, like, edit stuff out, but she cuts them up into small clips. So, like, he, he would be a standalone. That Leo, that Leo Zaki's running for governor of California will be a standalone young guy running. Uh, the interviews I just did with some of these folks, she'll, she'll do a lot of them as standalones. So uh, frankspeech.com, you can watch a lot of these again. Now, what I'd like to do real quick is go over here. Can we go over there to this gold Ronald Reagan? Let's, let's take you around the exhibit hall. Mike, we're going to go tour the exhibit hall real quick. You want us to come back? We're going to tour the exhibit hall real quick. We'll be right back. We're going to tour the exhibit hall real quick. I'm kind of intrigued by this. Hey, I haven't forgotten about you. We're going to go back over there. Right now? No, at some point. All right, Mar okay, great. Thank you. All right, so that's a Vietnam... That's a Vietnam veteran that's running for something. I want to interview him because he fought in Vietnam. I want to talk to him about communism. I'm kind of intrigued by this one. I'm not really here to promote a company per se, but I was really intrigued by this. I was thinking I need one of these, Logan, for the TV studio. I'm pretty sure that's... I think that's Trump, right? I was going to say Reagan for a minute. They had, because Reagan kind of had that hairdo going thing too, you know, right? But not quite like that. Yeah, I think I need one of those for the studio. That sucker's heavy, it's, and it's a little, uh, it's a little heavy on the backside. It'll sucker fall over. Man alive, that's kind of cool. Patriot Mobile. All right. Well, I do like, I do like their mascot. What else is here? Hey, let's go over here. Are we? Are you guys going off there? Are you taking it off the tripod? All right, let's go. Now we're gonna be more mobile. Look at this. All right, here we go. Let's go look at this. I'm gonna pull up my line here. We'll give you a little. We'll give you a little tour during the Lindell report. 
let me know when it gets close to time to get off here because uh, I want to keep make sure we have the worldview report tonight, Logan. What time is it, love? What time is it? No, 20 of 9. 20 of 8. 7 4. That's 20 of 8. 20 of 8, yeah. What's that? You're running against Chuck Schumer for the U.S. Senate? What, 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 what? So up in New York? Yep. New York. What's your name? Mark Shushkevich. All right. And so uh, have you announced? Yeah, I announced in December. And are you got anybody running with you in the primary, the Republican primary? Uh, there's a couple of guys running, but uh, you know I think I'll come ahead after June 28th in the primary. What's making you run? I mean, I mean, replacing Schumer's a good idea, but what's making you run? What's your big issue? Well, I start. I, I decided to run for local office in 2020 because I don't trust politicians to do the right thing. I trust myself to do the right thing. Uh, I was in a heavily Democratic area, 34 percent in 2016. I was ahead nine percent on election night because of some shenanigans uh, with paper ballots. I ended up not getting the victory. I what were you running for again? State assembly. And so you you say you lost that due to voter fraud? Most likely, yeah. And then, uh, but I didn't let it discourage me. I've followed that up with a city council district that was 27% red. Flipped that to 49 on election night. Did you win that one? Again, with a little bit of shadiness in the campaign finance board with that one. But you ever heard of Abraham Lincoln? Of course. You know how many times he lost? Zero. No, no, he lost multiple times. Are you kidding? Go look up how many times Abraham Lincoln lost. He kept losing and losing and losing. He never quit. The point I'm making is you're not quitting. Of course. I mean, you can't get discouraged. You can't, when, when, it, when it talks about people who don't want to vote because of fraud, if you stay home, they'll win legitimately, and then we can't catch them cheating. So every vote still counts. Don't get discouraged. Because I'm hearing people say that they're hearing from folks who say it doesn't matter to vote anymore, and they're not going to go vote anymore. We, that, we can't have that. Definitely not, because then they win legitimately. And let's say I get 49% against uh, 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 Chuck Schumer, and I, I cry foul and say, oh, it was stolen, whatever the case may be. And they audit everything and found out that he won legitimately because people stayed home. That makes us look bad. That makes us look like we were crying foul this whole time. And any time we cry, it will be, it'll be like the boy who cried wolf as far as election forward. So, but back to your original question, I want to get into some of my platform. The mandates are completely evil. I want to end the mandates federally. I've been protesting against the mandates since before my last city council run, where I wasn't sure if I was going to run again. But it's about as evil as it gets if you let the government decide what you put into your body. There's no limit to the tyranny that they're going to create. Um, also, federal voter ID. New York and California congressional and Senate races affect the entire country. Voter ID is not racist. They're asking for ID to go into restaurants with their uh, COVID passport. Uh, vaccine passport. So if that's not racist, how is voter ID racist? It makes absolutely no sense. Plus, people have ID. And those unicorns that don't have ID can get a free ID at the Board of Elections, if need be, to conflict that, you know, mythical theory that people don't have ID IDs. But um, also, and I'm an anti-corruption candidate, and I believe this big issue is uh, nonpartisan. If you work for a government regulatory agency like the FDA or the SEC, you cannot work for the company that you regulate, uh, the industry that you regulate. So we have an opioid epidemic because of that. Someone at the FDA approved oxycodone as uh, less addictive because of its time-release formula. That was a lie. That person works for Purdue Pharma, which created oxycodone. And then he's been making over a million dollars a year. So you can't prove pay to play, but we know what's going on there. And I think you should have a non-compete for at least 10 years where you can't work in the industry that you regulate. Whether you're Democrat, Republican, or communist, you can get behind that because it's common sense. Uh, tax credits for organ donors, tax credits for organic farmers, a long list of nonpartisan ideas. That's how I did well in the local elections, because I didn't just preach to the choir. You're not going to win a, a, a general election in New York. You might win a primary, but you're not going to win a general election in New York by going on Fox News or Newsmax and preaching to the choir. You have to go out there. I went into Coney Island in the projects. I was supposed to be the first Republican in Coney Island in 100 years. I did that by not preaching to the choir, by having nonpartisan ideas on the local election, life skills classes in school, Sort of like how they used to have shop class. I'm hoping maybe we could implement that federally. People, adults don't know how to boil water or change a tire now because they don't have confidence. They didn't learn basic things from their parents like they used to have with shop, act, shop classes and home ec. 
financial literacy so that people know what, you know, the... Um, kind of balance a checkbook. Basically. Yeah. And the six-figure loan that they're about to take out for school, understanding how credit works and things of that. How interest works. Exactly. Excellent issues, Mark. What's your campaign website? Mark, M-A-R-K, the number four, NewYork.com. You could donate on there. You could find out more about my platform, my campaign announcement video. Everything is on there. Thank you, Mark. Nice meeting you. As you guys can see, there's a lot of candidates here, a lot of people running. This here, I just want to get in here real quick. I want to get in here real quick. This is the largest, thank, this is thank you, President Trump. What is this? Because every, even Mike Lindell came over and signed this a while ago. What is this? Well, this is the world's largest thank you to President Trump. You know, the Conservative Caucus, we were founded in 1974, and we wanted to do something to really uh, let people all across America um, say thank you because, you know, the, the guy gets so much uh, flack in, uh, in the media. So this is a citizen's side. This is 135 feet long, one-eighth the length of an aircraft carrier. And so we're packing it full of signatures by people here at CPAC as well as across America. People can, uh, can sign with a QR code. Uh, That's what the names are here? Um, Printed names. What are these printed names? From our uh, people came to our website and signed up. Yeah. So some sign it by signing up online. Others by physically signing it. The largest thank you note to President Trump. Amen. You, you know, it's it, it's a way to you know give a little something back. Yep. Great idea. I saw Mike Lindell sign it personally about an hour and a half ago. All right, let's go back over here. Let's see what Mike is doing. We're in the exhibit hall of CPAC. This is the normal Mike Lindell re uh, report. And you know he's still talking to people, right? Sure enough, he is. So let's walk back over here. Let's see what's going on. He's being interviewed, apparently. Let's get up in here. Let's get up in here. Go up to Georgia. Brad Rasmus, 242 people were caught committing felonies. They were caught committing felonies. It's his TV. They have a whistleblower in Georgia. It's, on, it's been on the news. I don't know you guys didn't write about it. The guy whistled. He made $45,000 in cash. They all made 200 and some thousand votes for Biden. That were they're in just, just in Georgia with the fillings for whistleblower. But crooked Brad Rasenberger says, let me look at that. He's going to hide it. You have that. You have where you're a journalist and you say, where's the evidence? Well, Shame on you. Why hasn't any court of law but actually court, ruled on let it? Let me tell you about a court of law. Not one judge. Not one judge looked at the evidence from November 4th till now. No judges have looked at it. Do you know that? When they did the audit in Arizona, in Arizona, 280,000 pieces of paper that weren't from the election, 750,000 votes were in no chain of custody, 37,000 people voted twice. That's your evidence. It's in a report, an audit that took nine months, nine months. If you go, there's a paper right now to decertify, a declaration to decertify the state of Arizona. Did you see it on the news? No, because you didn't watch the news and you didn't report it. That's the big news. Come. You need to report the news. There's crime all over the in Wisconsin. The, the Racine County Sheriff caught the WEC. That's the Election Integrity Committee of Wisconsin. They're the highest thing. They're like the Secretary of State. Fifty-nine thousand votes. They got it out of nursing homes. Going, with, who are you voting for? And they shake their head. They made a law there. They caught them. They were going to press felony charges against them. But you know what? Nobody reported it. Not you guys. Not anybody. That's where we're at in this country, because the journalists don't even bother. They don't give a damn about our country, and they don't report it. So you take, he's Fred, just Sarah. He's with USA Today? No, he's not. USA Today. Zach Anderson, USA Today. The USA Today, probably the worst newspaper in the United States. This guy just said, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? You're disgusting. You are disgusting. Do you think the Republican Party should be running on this issue? Do you think the Republican already? I work for the Sarasota Herald Tribune. says USA Today on your thing. They're the most the same company. You guys know USA Today's fact checkers? They're the ones. They're the ones that cover up your thing. On no, you don't know they used to be good. No, you don't know that. It's all. It's all. Let me just tell you. No, just tell me. Let me tell you something. USA Today. Is a fact checker too on, on corrupt Facebook, so they're the ones beside Lee Story that cover things up when your truth gets put up. You guys are disgusting. 
Can I get a picture with you? I think you're wonderful. Do you think the Republican Party should be running on this issue in 2022? You're a rotten journalist. Why, why do you care about this? Do I think the Republican Party... I think the Republican Party... Obviously, we've had more criminals with Brad Rasmussen. Put his name in your thing. They should be running on Fix 2021st. That's what every single Republican should say. They shouldn't even be running if they don't think they have to fix 2020. No Republican should even show their face to run if they think that this election wasn't stolen. There's your thing. Thank you. And every I appreciate journalist it. should not even be reporting anything. If you can't report Dominion or ESNS, how come you can't say those words? Is it legal for you to say this where you can on Lindell TV? Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, Mike Lindell, not only greeting the public, but as you can see, doing an interview there with USA Today. What Other than USA Today, what local paper or state paper was he with? Sarasota paper. It doesn't matter. Almost every paper in this country is corrupt. Almost every one of them. The newspapers. Here you have every single paper, every single... What, did you hear what he just said? Where is the evidence? Duh! You're a journalist. You did, You should. I'm ashamed of you. What's your name? What's your name? Zach Anderson. Zach Anderson. Zach Anderson. Zach Anderson from the USA Today wants to know where's the evidence. Did he come over to? I mean, why don't you do? You know what? You come here and ask me questions. Why don't you guys be real journalists and investigate stuff? Call up Dominion. Call up Dominion. Call up Dominion. Write your hit job and then call Dominion. Zach doesn't want to answer any questions, does he? All right, so this is uh, this is part of what's going on at CPAC. All right, he wants. I'm gonna let you get in there to visit with him. So as you just saw, there are a lot of press here. Uh, Mike did an interview with Reuters. That guy's U.S. part of USA Today as well. Um, there's a lot of them, and Mike engages a lot of them. He makes himself available not only to the people but to the press. <laughs> it gets interesting, doesn't it? But, uh, you know, that's one of the things that we hear a lot of feedback at Lindell TV over is that people like the fact that Mike will engage the press like that, argue with them, debate them, put them on the spot, ask them questions, try to get them to answer. Uh, he doesn't give them a pass. He doesn't give them these, uh, w- you know, wimpy, politically correct answers just to, to satisfy them. He takes them on. He engages them, as you just saw. I've watched. We've watched Mike do that a lot, haven't we, folks? Those of you who are regulars, we saw Mike do that at our Frank... Uh, Frankathon when we first launched Frank's speech, we saw him doing that with the press that were calling in on his cell phone. He'd put it on speakerphone, tell them they were on uh, on uh, TV, and he'd debate them right there. So a lot of people, we get a lot of emails that people love it when he engages uh, the press like he does. We're coming up on uh, 7:53. Uh, 7.53 Eastern Standard, 6.53 Central. We are used to working with the Central Time Zone, Mike and I. He is up in the Minnesota, state of Minnesota. I'm in Tennessee, so in the Tennessee part that we're in is in Central Time Zone. So we're used to talking about Central Time Zone, but it is 7.53 Eastern Standard, 6.53 Central, and we're about uh, six minutes from Worldview Report. My nightly newscast that I, is coming right here from CPAC. My nightly newscast coming right from CPAC. Now, before we find out what other trouble we get ourselves into here, and, and uh, Ethan, where did everybody go? There's an awful lot of security standing around. What are you guys doing? You can't talk about it? You can't be on camera? Or you don't want to be on camera? Which one? There's an awful lot of security guys. A lot of guys with earpieces, but nobody that I recognize of importance, but something must be up. A lot of earpieces. Uh, anyway, what was I saying, Easton? Oh, one of the things we had hooked up was um, uh, Mike's book. Any products you buy at MyPillow.com, if you use the promo code L66 now, I don't know that it was hooked up earlier, but we double-checked. And as of now, any, I am told by Dawn, any product that you purchase at mypillow.com use the promo code L66 not only will you save up to 66% and i guess they've got some huge sale on sheets huge sale on sheets right now and when they're out of stock they're out of stock they're letting certain uh, colors or plaids or something go so you have to check it out online mike was talking about it with us earlier but when you use that promo code L66 you will get mike lindell's book what are the odds thrown in so no matter the purchase You'll get Mike's book, What Are the Odds, thrown in when you use the promo code L66. So do that at MyPillow.com because 
This is what allows us to not only fund Lindell TV, but then have a budget to come to events like this. Like I said, it's very expensive. We got Easton behind the camera. Easton, you went with us to uh, CPAC in uh, Dallas in July. Easton uh, is behind the camera. We have Michael, Nini, and Easton. They've been working with us a lot. How long have you been working with me? Uh, Linda, uh, Nini's been working with me since he was 17. He's now 36. How about you? A couple years after that. So you've probably been 15 years working with me, right? Yeah. You're the same age as Michael? All right. So uh, Easton is a uh, veteran of working with me, and we brought him over here to work with Lindell TV, as is uh, we have Mike, Michael Nini. So uh, we got him behind the camera. We got Logan here. We've got uh, Melissa here. We've got uh, the film crew here. It takes a lot to bring everything on the road. We have to come in a special uh, motor coach and pull a trailer, load it all up, set it up, run it. It's very expensive. The streaming bandwidth bill, all of that. When you support what we're doing, you also support not only the TV network and Mike's work and the 2,700 employees at MyPillow, but you allow us to have a budget to come to events like this. So please go to MyPillow.com. Use that promo code L. 66 six, L66. All right, we got 756. So what I think we're going to do is we're going to we're going to roll out of here a few minutes early so we can get back to the desk. We got the worldview report coming up. In fact, why don't we walk that way? We'll head back to the booth. Mike, we're going back to the booth. We're going back it's Lindell report's almost over, so we're about to go back to the booth. Oh, okay. Yep. Come here. He wants to get tell you guys something. Oh, there. Here. Look at all the people, everybody. Here we go. Oh, hey, hold it. Hey, wait, 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 wait. wait. Is, Brad, is Brad Rauschenberger a criminal or what? Yes. yes. In jail. Put, put Brad Rauschenberger behind bars now, Georgia. Put him behind bars. By the way, I'm going on Flashpoint tonight, everybody, in about 15 minutes. These guys are great here. It's, you know, if you're running for office, one of the biggest questions I got, if you're running for office, do you, you better have done something about the election crime of 2020. Not just say, um, I'm, I'm going to lower your taxes and it's all about election integrity now. Bull. You need to do something now, you legislators, you Republicans. They need to do something now. If you're running for office, don't just use it as something to run on. I'm all for the election integrity. Integrity is the weakest word now in the English dictionary. It's election crime. Fix 2021st. Fix 2021st. We got to learn what happened, and we got to bring down the criminals like Brad Rasselberg, yes. Mark Mark Zuckerberg, yes. Jack Dorsey, Fox News. Yes. Some of the biggest. You know, I, you know, I know the, Mur the Rupert Murdochs are listening to me out there. But you start talking, Fox. Otherwise, we're all wondering what happened. They must be in on it. They call Arizona early. You think about this. They just think if they would, if Fox would, I'm going to give an example of what Fox didn't do. In the middle of the night in Michigan and Wisconsin, 106,000 votes in Michigan came down at three in the morning, all for Biden. Now let me tell you, you know what they told us? You know what the media told us? Oh, those were those mail-in votes, those, those, those inner city, those inner, those inner city, they all vote Democrat. They all vote Democrat. Do you know, do you know what really happened there at Fox News? When Fox News should have said, no, those weren't the mail-in votes. The mail-in votes in Michigan were counting on the, counted on the morning of the third. Now you think about that. And they could have said the same thing in Wisconsin. But where was Fox News? You know what they were doing? You go back a year and a half ago, you know what Fox was doing? They were telling you all about Hunter Biden lab, Hunter Biden's laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop. They should have told us about that before the election. That's not going to overturn the election. That's called election deflection, people. Fox News will sit and tell you, look at this, look at this. They point every go, whoa. You know, instead of talking about the election crimes, therapeutics that work, they don't, and, and, you know, Fox News got the money they took from Big Pharma. You, they had all these therapeutics that work. You think that Sean or all them guys could have said, hey, this stuff all works. They couldn't because they got a list in front of them that they can't tell you. That's reality. That's why we have to spread the word ourselves. Period. I get so upset with Fox News. Did you notice? Shame on you, Fox. Shame on 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 Fox. And Newsmax, too. 
All right, that's the Lindell Report. We're ending right on time. What are the odds? By word, we're ending right on time. We're going to go into the uh, Worldview Report. That's the Lindell Report. Now we're going to go into the Worldview Report, and uh, then we'll decide what we're going to do. We've been broadcasting all day. We're a little exhausted, so I don't know if we'll do Brandon House Live tonight or not. My family is begging for me to take them to dinner somewhere and take a break because we've been broadcasting all day. We still have all day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to go, so we're going to try to figure out what we're going to do. But we're certainly going to be here all day tomorrow. But right now we're going to roll to the Worldview Report.